Day 39 of the Red Letter Challenge, the week of going. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. John 15, 16. As you've been going through the 40-day challenge, I hope you've seen some victories. But if you are like me, you've struggled at times. There are times in my relationship with God when I wonder if I have what it takes to truly follow after Him the way that He wants me to. As we wrap up this challenge, remember that God loves you for who you are. God chose you to be His son or His daughter before the foundations of the world even existed and before you ever did a thing. You don't have to earn your way into a relationship with God. And He has not chosen you because of your effort or that you've done anything important, but simply because He loves you. When you follow Jesus, there will be days that you struggle. There will be days that don't go as planned. The Christian walk is not easy by any means, but even when you fail, it does not disqualify you from being a follower of Jesus. With only a couple of days left, I want to remind you that God is the one who gives you your identity. Who you think you are will determine what decisions you make and how you will live your life. Your identity determines your biography, and your identity was given to you by God, and it was confirmed when your sins were nailed to the cross. Why would we look to anyone or anything other than God for our identity? A decade ago, one of my favorite shows was American Idol. What I loved most about it was seeing some of the musicians realize their dreams. It broke my heart to see people that thought they were good actually being told by Simon Cowell that they were in fact one of the worst singers in the world. After the success of American Idol, reality singing shows became very popular, and they were all very similar. A bunch of people trying to hit it big and usually singing in front of an audience that included at least three judges, one of whom had to be British. Then a new show came out called The Voice. It was a singing contest with an exciting twist. In the very first round called the Blind Audition Round, the singers would perform in front of four celebrity judges, but the twist was the judges couldn't see them. Their backs were turned to the singers. As they poured out everything they had on the stage, the judges would listen and if they liked the singer, they would then hit a button forcing their chair to turn around. Then a light would shine across the bottom of their chair displaying these words, I want you. This meant that the judge liked hearing them so much that they had picked them, sight unseen, to be on his or her team. It's quite an honor to be chosen by one of the top musical talents in the world. It's awesome to see someone realize their dream. It's great to see someone hand-picked. Sometimes all four chairs turned around with all the judges wanting the singer on their team. What made the show fun is to see how these celebrity judges fight over who gets to be the singer's coach. But what's tough is when the singer didn't get anyone to turn their chair around. Nobody wanted them. Nobody has chosen them. Rejected. Similarly, I think a lot of us go through our lives like these contestants do. We are auditioning for everyone around us. We are trying to win the approval of whoever the judges are that we've appointed to sit in chairs we've furnished in our minds. We keep thinking of ways to get these people in our lives to like us more, to approve our lives, ways to get more Facebook lives, more Instagram followers. We try really hard and we run run really fast to do all we can to gain approval in this world. And the craziest part about all of this is that the God who made us has already chosen us and already loves us, not based on how well we sing or based on anything we could do in this world. 
In fact, before we even audition, God has not just churned his chair around, but he's already come down off his seat from the throne room of heaven to declare, I want you. God has issued an announcement from his throne in heaven, and he wants you to know the audition has been canceled. He has not chosen you blindly, but intentionally, even while knowing you inwardly and intimately. And let me tell you why this is some of the best news in the history of the universe. If this God has chosen you while totally knowing even the worst parts of you, then you no longer have to live up to anyone or anything. Inside of all of us, I believe God has placed a deep longing for something more, for significance. That something more is truly following after Him. No matter how you've done in this challenge, God still loves you, and He's still chosen you. Don't get defeated and frustrated. Get right back up and keep moving. You've got a story to tell. In this section, God tells Jeremiah that he handpicked him for for this task. God made his choice not after Jeremiah proved his potential as a preacher or after Jeremiah demonstrated significant levels of consistency. Rather, God chose Jeremiah before he was even born. Before Jeremiah could do anything to merit God's acceptance, he hit the big button. Jeremiah 1 verses 4 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I point you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. In today's challenge, just as God has chose you before you ever did anything to please him, I want you to choose someone today who hasn't done anything to earn your favor and find a way to bless that person.